Okay. Happy Monday. Um, we are officially less than three months away, I think, from the start of the NFL season. Uh, some crazy headlines out there today. Ezekiel uh, Elliott with uh, a positive COVID test. We got uh, Lamar Jackson mucking around on a jet ski. <laughs> Wiz, how are you today? Uh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. It's a spectacular day here in uh, in New York City. Hope uh, that's a sign of things to come for the, uh, for the NFL. I hope the uh, outlook for the NFL is as good as the outlook for uh, today's uh, Today's weather, and uh, we're going to get to uh, uh, team by team um, analysis. Uh, you know about the uh, fantasy outlook for uh, the specific players for every single NFL team. And uh, for those of you that are listening, if you have a question about a specific player or players uh, on any team in the NFL, email us at guruandwiz at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll definitely um, give you a mention and address it. And uh, and um and delve into that. So uh, yeah, so I think uh, we're ready to start. All right, fantastic. So uh, we mix it up. We're going to mix it up a little bit differently than we normally uh, do these type of things. We're going to start from the top down in terms of alphabetical order. And uh, I couldn't be more excited to talking about the first team in the pecking order, and that would be the Arizona Cardinals. And um, you know, a lot of excitement around this team offensively this year. I think it would have been there. DeAndre Hopkins aside, but uh, the fact that he's now an Arizona Cardinal and combining that with the inc- the the receiving core that they already had, uh, the strong finish that they had at running back and a very, very clear running back uh, situation at the moment. Cliff Kingsbury in his second year with Kyler Murray. Um, wow, I- I'm really amped up about this offense. And, uh, you know, I took a close look at some of the statistics from last year. So, so interestingly enough, Murray only passed for 300 yards three times last year. He did run for 500 yards. Uh, I, I want you to speak a little bit about the offensive line and, and maybe how that played into the offensive schemes that they played. So this team was in 11 personnel or 10 personnel, basically 68% of the time, which is you know, they are looking to open it up and move forward. So I'm very amped up about this offense this year. I've made no bones about it uh, in all my discussions. And, you know, Wiz, are you kind of thinking along the same lines? Is this is this an offense that's about to take off at the next level? Well, I think in some, in some respects I, I do, but I still have some reservations in some areas. Um, I think their offensive line is still not good. I think they're going to still go with that four-receiver offense. They don't really have any talented tight ends on their roster to begin with. I mean, they got Dan Arnold and Max Williams, I think, is their top two tight ends. So I I think they're really going to play mostly with uh, four wide receivers and play a horizontal passing game, which is kind of like what they want to do to begin with. And then when you have an offensive line that's not going to stand up to some of these routes that take a little time, it it makes perfect sense. So I, I, I like... I like a lot of their players at the skill positions for sure in terms of receiver and running back. I think Kyler Murray has to understand that he just can't abandon the pocket, but that's difficult because he's such a great athlete and the offensive line <clears throat> isn't great. So well, why don't you talk to about Murray? I mean, you are you're super high on him uh, coming to this year. So 
I want you to talk about him, and then I'll get into some of the other players. Yeah, I just think, look, he gets a second year under his belt, right? So as a first-year player, I think he performed very admirably. As you mentioned, horizontal passing attack, and I couldn't agree more. When you look at their yards per completion, they were one of the lowest yards complete, complete for per completion in the NFL last year. Now, again, that was without DeAndre Hopkins. They still have Larry Fitzgerald, um, who I think will provide still a consistent kind of 60-odd catch season for them. Christian Kirk was coming on last year, but Murray has weapons at his disposal. You, you mentioned that they don't really use the tight end, and I, and I agree with that. But I think Murray takes that next step up. Yes, he's diminutive. He's got to be mobile, no question about it. Maybe they get support on this offensive line. You know, they got a break in getting a guy like uh, Jones in the third round who was potentially targeted as a first or early second round posi- uh, uh, pick in the, in, the, uh, in the recent draft. But, but Murray really performed very, very well for a first-year player. And he will mature. He'll get better. His second year in the system, I think he's very comfortable. I think Cliff Kingsbury and him, they have a, a good relationship. And I think adding to DeAndre Hopkins, who, by the way, between him and Larry Fitzgerald, they do not drop the football. So great hands players. So he's got great weapons at his disposal. So I can't see a reason not to like the player. I also think he's in a division where there's going to be a lot of competitive games, and I really love that from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons to like um, that offense and, and and Murray and uh, and some of those players. Um, you know, the running back Drake won a lot of people their fantasy league last year with the way he performed in the fantasy football playoffs, and they got Chase Edmonds, who when he filled in. Did some pretty good things. Uh, you know, Benjamin, I like, uh, stayed local from Arizona State, ended up uh, being drafted by Arizona. A good player. He's going to figure in the mix as well. So their, their running backs are, are, are solid. Uh, and for what they want to do, I think they got a, a really good combination with those three players. Um, I think as far as these young Arizona Cardinal receivers, uh, and I'm going to include Christian Kirk, in there. Um, and then, you know, Andy Isabella and, and Keyshawn Johnson and uh, Keen Butler, who missed all of last year. What kind of dream scenario is it for those four receivers to be in a, in, in a wide receiver room and understand the position from DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald? I mean, that is a absolute dream to learn how to play the position, how to catch the ball, how to position yourself, understand what defense is doing. I mean, you know, you talk about those two guys. I mean, I think a case could be made as far as hands go and, and, and catching the ball. They may be the top two in the entire league in maybe like the last 30 years of, of the NFL. Absolutely incredible. But I do think that one of those young receivers, if not two of them, are going to kind of have to step up and be a bigger part of the offense. Larry Fitzgerald turns 37 years old before the Cardinals will play their first game this year. So at least one and probably two are going to have to factor in uh, to the Cardinals' uh, success this year if they're going to take that next level. Do you like any of those young guys? And do you agree that, you know, it's going to take more than just Hopkins and an aging Fitzgerald for them to really compete? 
Yeah, and I, I think that's correct. Um, I said one of the interesting comments I saw, uh, it was probably a couple of weeks after the NFL draft, and it, uh, it was an interview with Cliff Kingsbury. And they asked him why they didn't take any uh, receivers in a draft that was very deep at receiver. And he said, look, they were very intrigued by, by the receivers that they still have there. I know Isabella had a couple of long plays, but didn't do much. Keyshawn Johnson got hurt, but he looked good in the beginning. I, Christian Kirk, I thought, was effective for most of last year. And you mentioned Akeem Butler. And without a tight end, I think he could end up being a red zone presence for this team. He's a big physical guy. So I agree. Someone is going to have to step up amongst that group. Um, and... You know, as you mentioned, the learning curve that they're going to get as a result of who their who 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 their mentors are is something that's nothing short of phenomenal. So, really excited about that for these players, and and, and the fact that the coaches think that these, one of these guys or two of these guys are going to step up—that's a fabulous uh, situation for those players. Yeah, I think I think one, if not more, uh, if not two of those guys are really going to need to, uh, you know, stay healthy, stay on the field and, um, and, and contribute because, um, I'm just not sure Larry Fitzgerald is going to be able to, you know, be out there every play, but I did want to just, you know, talk about and touch base on, um, on one thing with Fitzgerald. I don't know if people don't realize this because he's kind of like snuck up and he's going to play one more year and one more year and he's going to give it one more year. At this point, he's only 170 receptions behind the great Jerry Rice for what, you know, is one of the most prestigious records in the NFL, and in my opinion, all of sports. So let me ask you this question. He's going to be 37 before the season starts. He's 170 away. If he caught 75 balls last year, if he gets within 100 and catches 65, 70, right around that, which isn't huge, a number, which isn't like something, you know, highly outrageous for him to do in this offense, do you think he has that on his mind and will give it a go? Because if he gets within 100 receptions after this year, it would only take him playing two more years as really a part-time receiver to get that record. And he's kind of like snuck up on it. And like 1,500, I think Rice is like 1530 and uh and and right now Fitzgerald is at like 1370 maybe he's maybe 1540 to 1370 it's something like that he's very close to 170 I think maybe right around 170 receptions behind what do you think about the chances of Fitzgerald sticking around and if he's within range after this year saying you know, it may be worth it for me two more years to try and play until I'm near 39 to have this incredible record. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a that's a great point. Now, whether it happens in Arizona or not remains to be seen. Look, I think this this team is on the cusp of greatness, so it, it more than likely will be in Arizona. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, I remember kind of about five or six years ago, there was an attempt to kind of write him off as a fantasy player. And then what did he go and do? I think he had three consecutive um, 100-yard seasons between 2015 and 2017. And then, as you mentioned, 75 catches last year, I think 70 the year before. So this record is within his reach if he's physically able to do so. He's a durable guy, right? He doesn't get hurt a heck of a lot. I think he's – I can't remember any long stints of him being out of the lineup. So – 
yeah, I think that's that's a very interesting point that you make. And this is one of the most gifted and talented players the game has ever seen. And to eclipse a record of Jerry Rice would be nothing short of amazing. And uh, you know, very excited to see what happens here. Very excited to see what happens. I I don't think he's a player that people should sleep on this year because there's going to be a few games this year where he will make an impact on your fantasy team. Well, I mean, they're, they're going to look to run so many plays and really play at warp speed on offense. You know, they, you know, and they play with that horizontal passing game. It'll be fairly easy for some of the, these receivers, the way he spreads the ball out, to catch a lot of passes. And uh, just, just, I just think it's, it's such an amazing record considering, you know, the lifespan of an NFL player. Where would you put... That record of 1,550 or it's right, I think Rice is right around 1,540 or something like that. Where would you put that? Would you say that's equal to 3,000 hits, 300 wins in baseball, points scored in basketball? I mean, you're talking about a sport where the lifespan of an NFL player is three and a half, four years, something like that. And this would be an average of 100 receptions over four. 15 years, um, you know, obviously he's going to play longer than that, but that's what it would take. Where, where would you put 1,500 receptions in the grand pantheon of records in these major sports? It, it's got to be right up there. Uh, I think you're insulting it with uh, 3,000 hits. I think this kind of approaches kind of like uh, Pete Rose territory. You know, just the type of player he is as well. I think, I think it's an amazing achievement. Well, definitely more players have had 3,000 hits. I mean, only one one player has had, you know, 1,500 receptions. And, yeah, I, I think I would agree with that, that it's approaching more like 4,000 hits and maybe 350 wins or, or something like that. It's just, it's just incredible at that position to have to play at that um, – level and I, I think it's something to keep an eye on because I just never thought that record would be broken and just it seems he just has been saying yeah I'm going to give it one more year and now he's got it kind of close and if he could replicate what he did last year this year and get within 100 receptions um, it will be interesting to see uh, I guess before we wrap it up I'm going to ask you uh, what about Zane Gonzalez uh, as far as kick ago do you uh, you know he, he he's in an offense that seems perfect for a kicker, right? He, he, they're in, they, they're, they run a lot of plays, they move the ball, and then they had trouble in the red zone, which leads to a lot of field goals and a lot of attempts. I think he was like 31 for 35. He only attempted 250 plus yards. He made them both. Um, you know, do you, you're, you're a kicker specialist. <laughs> do you like Zane Gonzalez as far as fantasy football kickers this year? I owned him in a couple of leagues last year, and I will own him a couple this year he gets the benefit of kicking eight games indoors um on top of it um so yeah i I, zane gonzalez is a great pick at kicker uh probably he's not going to get the the accolades of a lutz or 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 a tucker um maybe they're more efficient on offense this year that's that's a possibility so but but still at that at that time he'll get a lot more scoring opportunities in general so zane gonzalez to me is a frontline kicker for fantasy perspectives uh, hey, certainly something you have to look at. I mean, anytime you could be on an offense that's going to run a lot of plays, be 
very competent on offense, um, and, and, and the coach has confidence in sending him out there for 50 yards, it's certainly you got to look at. And then, like you mentioned, the conditions add to that, and, um, you know, it, it helps with distance of field goals. So, yeah, I think there's kind of a lot to like about Zane Gonzalez for the upcoming year in terms of uh, kickers uh, in fantasy football. Yeah, and I guess I'm, I'm going to finish with a last thought. The, the, my, during my recent research, it's, it's coming to my attention that I think Kenyon Drake is a player that I really want to own in a lot of fantasy leagues. And I think the biggest thing for him is, as opposed to someone like Saquon Barkley, who's going to be facing you know seven- and eight-man fronts with more frequency, not going to be the case for Kenyon Drake. And if you look a little bit closer on what happened in Arizona last year, they were number two in the NFL in yards per, per rush, uh, over five yards a carry. And, and that's with a questionable offensive line. And secondly, they had the second most explosive plays. What's that mean? Plays over 20 yards from, from a rushing perspective in the NFL. So Kenyon Drake, and, and you mentioned Edmonds, the, the kid from Fordham. Uh, when, he, when he stepped in a couple of times last year, he definitely did some damage when, when Johnson was hurt uh, before he got hurt on his own. So I, I, I really love that combination of running back. If you could get those two guys together, it's a nice little thing. But I think the fact that they don't face as many uh, aggressive fronts because of their offense lends to a big year for Kenyon Drake. Yeah, so you have Kenyon Drake, you have him like inside, outside of your top 10. Is he right around that spot? Like, you know, where, uh, where are you kind of looking at like Kenyon Drake? I'm going to say Kenyon Drake has Aaron Jones potential this year in terms of breakout uh, player for fantasy. How's that sound? So I, I, I'm going to include... Okay, yeah, I mean, you were really high on Aaron Jones and his incredible uh, season last year with the touchdowns. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if Kenyon Drake can, you know, uh, you know, carry his momentum from what he did at the end of last year into this year, uh, certainly, uh, certainly, certainly will be uh, a force to be reckoned with. So, yeah, I think that uh, kind of wraps it up for the uh, Arizona Cards, uh, you know, uh, fantasy outlook uh, for this upcoming season. Yeah, great. Okay, super fun talking about that. And uh, next up, the Atlanta Falcons. See you in a bit. Yep.